Oeherema Yorana. You're listening to Tereva Neyao, the only podcast currently documenting the voices and lives of Tahitian American families and couples, the long distance, the love stories, our lives between Tahiti and the United States of America. We present to you Tereva Neyao. Welcome back to Terevaneyao Podcast. It's your host, Ryan. I'm really excited to share with you guys this interview I did with Tati Lolo, a.k.a. Auntie Loretta Smith, who is located in Los Angeles, California. Uh, Tati Lolo's been here for quite a number of years, but uh, we were able to work closely with her to plan an in-person event, which was our Tahitian American Tamara'a about last year. And she's been a very supportive member of our Tahitian American Families and Couples page. So without further ado, here is my time that I spent interviewing Tati Lolo herself. Enjoy. My name is Loretta Smith. I was born on Tahiti, but grew up on Mo'oria. I have, uh, I had seven siblings, but one passed away when he was six years old. And um, that was a um, really hard for all of us. I had a very happy childhood. I grew up with loving parents. Uh, my mom is Mormon. My dad was Catholic. And we grew up in both faiths um, every Sunday until, well, I was until at least 17 years old, I think. We saw our grandparents uh, a lot on, on my dad's side because they lived on Moria. My grandfather on my dad's side was from New Zealand, hence the name Smith. My grandmother uh, was Chinese. Uh, so good mix right there. <laughs> Living on Oria was great, you know, and until I came here, we tend to take things for granted. Um, I went to school on Oria as well until the... Troisième, which I don't really know which grade it is in English. And then I went to Tahiti instead of going for baccalaureate. I opted for um, going like a career route and I chose to become a nurse. So I went, I did three years of school to enter nursing school. And um, the year... I graduated. I also met uh, my son's father. So I did not continue my nursing schooling because I came here instead. Uh, your first husband, he's from the United States? Yes, he, is Amer- he was American. Got it. And yeah, could you walk us through um, that story? How did you guys meet and you know, eventually have your son? Um, uh, every summer, I always worked. And uh, during my three years of uh, schooling, I interned at a, with a dentist. So I rarely went back to Tahiti, even on week, uh, to Moria, I beg your pardon, uh, on weekends because um, I also worked on Saturday morning and I stayed with uh, my mom's sister's family. And uh, so one day, one of my cousins was uh, there who was working at a hotel at the Beachcomber at the time. And she asked me if I wanted to go with her so I could go to the beach and uh, 
So I said, why not? So I went and I took a book with me to read on the beach. And this gentleman happened to see me and approached me and we started talking. Obviously, my English was not great at all, but he spoke a little bit of French. And um, then he invited me to dinner, which I refused at first because I said, you know, I'm not here for dinner and my cousin works here. It's not appropriate. And he disappeared and uh, came back. He said, I found your cousin and she said it was okay. Um, needless to say, so I had dinner with him and I was only dressed in a patio because, you know, I went to the beach. I didn't expect to have dinner at the hotel. So we had dinner and then um, he asked about my family and I told him that, you know, I grew up across because we could see Moria across the way. And he asked me to marry him six hours after we met, which I thought was like crazy. And I, I just started laughing when he, he asked me to marry him. It's like, it's, no, I'm sorry, I just met you. So then, because he was supposed to come back to the United States the next morning, he canceled his, his return and stayed for an extra week to get to know me better. And uh, so I saw him every day after work. And um, he kept saying that he really wanted to marry me. And uh, but I didn't think anything of it. Uh, when he came back to the United States after a week. And it's like, okay, it was nice. It was fun. Uh, I'm just going to continue with what I'm doing. Then I started receiving letters from him every day. And in his letters, the same thing, you know, praising me and wanting to marry me and whatnot. And after, I would say, maybe a week of receiving his letters, I mean, literally, Ryan, I was receiving a letter every day. Wow. And, wow. and <laughs> all in English, but somebody was there to translate for me. So I figured, you know what? Why not? Let's just go over there and check things out. So what I did was um, I went ahead and uh, applied for a passport because I didn't have a passport. And since I was working, I was able to pay for it. And at the time, we didn't have to go to, uh, to Fiji to get your passport. And once I got my passport, I told him. And then he said, okay, I got your uh, plane tickets. Uh, this is when you are coming to the United States. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is happening so fast. I didn't expect, because I met him in July. I got my passport in August. And I was supposed to come back to the United States on September 3rd. So that kind of uh, scared me a little bit because I didn't think it was gonna be that fast. I thought I had time to, you know, um, go start my nursing school, take a break and then come here. So my thinking was completely um, out the window. So I had to go to Moria and tell my parents that I was actually changing my life and that I was going to leave Tahiti. And, um, and of course, uh, they were shocked because I was, <laughs> I was one of the uh, sisters who basically never really had a boyfriend. <laughs> and then to announce to them that I was, I met an American and I was going to follow him to America. Um, but eventually they gave uh, their blessing, but they had to meet him first. 
so he did come in to, to Tahiti to meet my whole family and my, my parents. I had um, a um, translator come uh, to answer all their questions of, you know, why and what he was going to do with me here. Uh, and I was not allowed in that meeting. Uh, but they did, did give us a blessing. And then I came to the United States. Um, obviously did not speak English. And to be here, not knowing the, the language, I, I finally felt what it was like to be alone uh, as a foreigner. I was, I was sad for a lot of, of the times, actually. And um, it took me a while. Of course, I had happy moments. What, what shocked me a little bit when I got here was one weekend we went uh, to, um, I think, Big Bear. And I happened to meet some Tahitian from Oria. So I went towards them to say hi and everything. And I was so disappointed because they had been here longer than me, obviously. And they looked down on me and did not even speak French or Tahitian to me. All they did was speak English when they knew I did not speak English. So that was my first encounter of, uh, you know, proud Tahitians living in the, in the United States, I guess. Um, but, you know, little by little, I, my surrounding, my, the, the, my son's father's friends were really, really nice uh, to me. Um, and he had two daughters. Uh, one was a year older than me, one was a year younger than me. And uh, we got along great. Everybody was very supportive of me and um, pushing me to, you know, just learn English, be myself and whatnot. And it helped a huge deal. And um, then maybe like almost two years later, um, it was around Christmas time, we went to Sacramento and um, he got me a puppy. He's like, you know, you're always alone at home. I don't want you to get bored. And, uh, and I got, and I said, oh my gosh, why did you get me a puppy? Because I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and obviously because, you know, my, my son's father was, much older than I, and uh, in our discussion, he did not want to have any more children, which at the time I was fine, but you know, it happened. He didn't really want me to keep it, and I said, there's no way uh, I'm keeping this baby. Um, and I'm glad I did, because I was blessed with one child. And um, yeah, being a mother was the best thing ever. You know, and um, before I had my son, I had to apply to to become a um, a citizen, not well to have my green card first. <coughs> and um, so we went through the application, and uh, it took two years where I could not go home. And um, it was uh, perfect because by the time I got my green card, my son was four months old, and I was able to go to go home and 
uh, introduce my baby to, to the whole family. If I'm remembering correctly, Tati, tell me if this is correct. Your son was born in the 80s, right? He's, he's not too much older yes. than Vede and I. Okay. Uh, okay. Correct. He was born in 84. Okay. Okay. So the timeline of you coming here was about... Um, I came early, in early 1982. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I, got a, I got a remark about your story, and I, and I think I told you this at your house before. Um, when I'm picturing your story, it's so illustrative. It's like a movie. <laughs> it could be its own little film. I mean, seriously, I, 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 I picture like, you know, you meeting him and just being this um, young Maohi girl who's like, what? You, you love me? And, you know, it's all moving so quick. And right. I, I, I think it's so many blessings that you, um, the time area you came, there was probably a lot less. I'm not saying it was easy, but there was a lot less uh, obstacles with the paperwork, it seems like, than today. Correct. Because that there are so many steps to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I think I had like maybe three or four interviews at the most with okay. immigration. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and of course, when they interview you, uh, you're by yourself. You know, right. nobody else is allowed there. Right, right. Um, it was very intimidating. Uh, after I was here, and like some Tahitians would come, uh, you know, for vacation. Yeah. And when they see me here, they would say, "What are you doing here?" And it's like, "What is the problem? Why can I not be here?" Right. It's like why? Right. It's like you know. So it was. Yes, I, I did encounter a lot of Tahitians like that. And, um, um, and even what shocked me is, uh, after some school friends, when we were in Oria, we were friends, right? Yeah. And then when we went to Tahiti to continue our, our studies, some did not go to the same schools as I did. And so the contact, they, they completely cut off contact, uh, with me. But by the time they heard that I was here, I received letters, them asking me for things like, oh, can you go and buy me this and, and that? And uh, I was like, I haven't heard from you <laughs> since we were 17 years old. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now you, you heard that I live in the United States and all of a sudden you want me to, to get things for you. <laughs> so I responded, it is not a problem at all. You send me the money, I'll get it for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I never heard from them again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, hey, rightfully so, right? No, but I, I, think it, I think it just speaks a lot to your heart as a person who... Um, you dealt you dealt with that kind of treatment from people, and then here you are, you know, many years later, meeting someone like my wife, and mm. you're the complete opposite. Instead, you're very mm -hmm. warm and like very, you know, like come to my house, come eat, you know, those kind mm -hmm. of things. So, oh no, I uh, I like to give, you know, I mean, we have we, we are a small community here, mm -hmm. and um, I love being around Tahitian people, and. Uh, like why not be welcoming and just like have a good time when we see each other you know things like that right right there's two two too little of you guys to 
have any kind of actual disagreements, you know, and mm -hmm. why, why have to go there? Exactly. Um, Tati, what was, uh, what is your son's name? And did you end up, you know, teaching him about your culture and where you're from and all that? Uh, my son's name is Mark Moana. And um, it was supposed to be Moana Mark. But when I was in the hospital, I had, after I had him, I wrote Moana on a piece of paper and I went around the ward asking all the new mothers, how do you pronounce this? And they all said, Mona. <laughs> so I did not want my son to be called Mona. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, so his first name was Mark, but in Tahiti, my entire family calls him Moana. And um, I actually did not, teach him uh, my culture like you and Veria do with your sons because I grew up the way I grew up was not re really you know for example very Veria the way she grew up and being surrounded by artisans I think that's wonderful I didn't grow up around any of that my childhood although happy we were limited as our parents didn't really let us um, didn't give us freedom to, to learn, you know, different things from our culture. Right, right. Um, even before I came here, we were forbidden, for example, to dance, you know, aparima uh, yeah. whatnot. And so I never learned any of that. I, I think that is pretty common for um because your your son is our age so you're in my in my parent-in-law's generation that's pretty mm -hmm. common for them right i mean even your name like is is loretta your only name or do you have a tahitian name too no my i have a Omutu uh name uh okay. Mataino, Mataino. Oh, nice. beautiful yeah, yeah it's you. pretty common though like you guys have you know western names not really allowed to dance or wasn't really encouraged to um Education and church were first, and culture was Correct. second, if anything, right? That, that's exactly. The, that's the uh, trend I'm seeing with your, your parents' generation raising you guys. That is correct. And we were even, um, our school friends, for example, mm -hmm. we only saw them at school. We did not, we were not uh, allowed really to mingle with, with friends uh, it had. It was always our cousins, uh, or we see the friends from church, right, uh, right. or when we go to catechism. Mm -hmm. But other than than that, we were always just with the family. But for those of you who are listening, uh, even though Tati Lolo says that, if y'all saw her the way I saw her when I met her, she was she was dressed like she's the president of the jury for the Hava. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that too. I was like, whoa, you look like you're pretty official. Like, you know, Mama Tahiti right here. Yeah. So, you know, even though you guys are listening and hearing that, I mean, the, the Tati Lolo I know today is pretty Tahitian, but, in, you know, in the best way possible, right? Uh, no, when, when, uh, when Tahitians say, oh, you're American, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm Tahitian uh, at heart, but it's just that I live here. That's all. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. So I guess that brings me to my next part. You know, there's other people who are listening. We've even referred this to couples that are still dating and haven't made the big jump to move 
-hmm. either from here to there or from there to here. So what, what advice would you give to anybody, especially young, young women um, who are, uh, you know, thinking of moving here with their partner? Um, that's kind mm -hmm. of what we were hoping to maybe hear from you. Well, my experience was so different uh, because, you know, I didn't expect to come here at all. My, I, I had planned my entire life before coming here and that didn't happen. Um, but knowing the language a little bit is a must and uh, move to a place where you, you can be surrounded by, uh, by, by really, really nice people. Um, I was fortunate to encounter that with Americans. And um, so, but here though, you know, it's so funny when Americans hear that you are from Tahiti, they're all like in awe and uh, they all want to go and visit or they cannot wait to tell you about their, their vacation in Tahiti. Um, so learn the language, uh, know that, you know, living here um, is not uh, cheap, you know, uh, it's just like in Tahiti, a lot of families, they, they live together, but here it's different and um, everything has a cost and you just need to figure out, you know, before you come here, you know, there's rent, there's electricity, there's gas, there's water, and then you need a car unless you are you nearby a, um, you know, um, public transportation system. Uh, because even, I can tell you, Ryan, with the uh, prices of gas going up, certain things my husband does, now he takes the bus because, you know, it's only a dollar fifty versus to fill up our car now it's like $145. Yeah, absolutely. I just did that for work. I took the train across to the other side of the bay and I never, I took the train like the last time was like 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. I know how your husband... <laughs> Pierre, Pierre must be feeling it same way with us, you know, same for mm -hmm. our car as a normal car. We don't drive like a Hummer, but it's like mm -hmm. 150 bucks for us here in California. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, so it's really no, no, know what you're going to be facing here. And uh, so there are no surprises. Of course, there'll always be, you know, a few surprises here and there, uh, but at least just those basic things. Right, right. That's great advice. Very, very good advice and valuable for people to hear. So what is, what's life like today in, in 2022? I mean, um, I remember your son is out of state. I know you have a granddaughter. Um, mm -hmm. And what is life like in LA and how often do you see your son? Um, I used to see or visit my son every year or every two years. And um, then COVID happened, so I didn't see them um, until last year. And, um, and unfortunately, you know, I don't see them enough. And my granddaughter, I tried to teach her a few words of uh, French first because she cannot pronounce any Tahitian words. <laughs> it's too hard for her. And, uh, but my life in Los Angeles, I have to say, you know, I love living in L.A., and um, I love my house. I love the fact that I do have uh, quite a few Tahitian friends. 
surrounding me. I had a group of Matahiapo. We used to uh, meet at least once um, every three months, have lunch together. Um, but since COVID, we haven't done that. And we, we're thinking about restarting it sometimes this year. And um, I have friends in Orange County, some friends here, like, you know, Tahitian friends. So my life now compared to when I arrived and even uh, compared to when I was not with Pierre yet, I am more immersed in the Tahitian culture now than I ever was, uh, which makes me very happy. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Then I, I met you at the best time possible, didn't I? Correct. You know, at, at, I, w- I wasn't aware of that even. I, I didn't even think that, um, well, you know, you're, you're linguistically, I, di- I had no idea. If, if I was blind, I wouldn't know that maybe you're from Tahiti. I mean, you have no accent or anything like that, like some of the other people we know. Mm-hmm. Even, even then, though, when I did um, get to know you in person, I, I said, hey, you know, all these women are pretty rooted. But then when I heard your origin story and you said, you know, it wasn't always like that, it's like, wow, then that means you have a really great support system around you. Mm-hmm. You know, for exactly. You all to be Tahitian still and mm-hmm. keep it up. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yes, and you know, with the internet now, I mean, I I follow certain things online that's Tahitian, and uh, uh, so you know, the resources today are greater than it was, and uh, I take full advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was thinking about that for your story. I was thinking, wow, what a what a big difference it would have been if you had come in um, instead of in 82, if you came in, you know, like maybe 2012 or even now, that it, it would have been not not any less difficult, but it would have been different mm-hmm. because you would have had social media, you would have been able to FaceTime your parents. And <laughs> all those things well, are, are just different, you know? Well, yes, but it, it's funny because uh, as soon as like, uh, because in my family being here, I, I believe I was always the first one, for example, to have gotten a, a, um, a computer and a mobile phone. And then when Skype came out, so I would, when I would go to Tahiti, I would install it on all my siblings, you know, computers so that we could Skype. So anything that was new, I would tell them, hey, get on it. So it's easier for us uh, to, to stay in touch. And uh, so I was always part of trying to, you know, advance them uh, that way so that we could really keep in touch because my family is very important to me. And uh, we, we are in touch all the time. Oh yeah, I love that. I, I saw the photos of um, when you went back recently and you could see the the joy in their faces that they're not only together but with you you know you could just some pictures you could tell right Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. you see it's it's forced but that was that looked very joyous to me they look very happy to have you with them oh yes um but you know it, it now they can visit uh so i i used to go like every year or at least every two years and um the maximum that I don't go home is three years because 
as they visit, I don't miss them as much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, uh, Pierre had to learn that when you're with Tahitian, well, you're not just married to one person. You're married to the whole family. That's right. That's right, Pierre. Like, what a, what a surprise, right? <laughs> yes, he goes, Loretta, this is not a hotel. He goes, but it's my family. Can't right. say no. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely understand how Pierre felt <laughs> learning that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, and then just to bring us to kind of our final part, you know, I've had this, this discussion with you offline and privately and even in person, but as we're trying to um, bridge together our different Tahitian American communities between here and Florida, Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, and even us with you guys in LA, you know, what do you, what do you think it'll take for us to have a more solidified community? Um, is it, is it the group we have online? Is it our, our meetups that we do in person? What would you say? Well, the group online is definitely the first step. Um, and then, you know, I believe that organizing a meetup, maybe not every year because, you know, everybody doesn't have the same, um, means, uh, to attend something, uh, out of state, especially if they have children and whatnot. Um, so at least something that uh, can be done let's say in California one time, maybe in Florida another time, you know, or another place where, you know, there's, uh, could be Hawaii, for example, but not always the same place. Um, Because at one point I was uh, also president of Friends of Tahiti. And, um, while I was president, because the past presidents and those who came after me, they always held the galas in Orange County. And uh, so I tried to change that and move it around, not always the same place, also accommodate others, you know. Like, hey, we always come to you, where for once you can come towards us. So that's why I think instead of always having it in one place, it'll be good to also think of others who may not come to California, but us going there. That's a great idea, especially I think you, myself, and Vedea have discussed it, kind mm-hmm. of being planned like a family re- reunion, even though mm-hmm. no one's actually, well, a lot of you guys are related, but, you know, no one's actually <laughs> close family. And, you know, I, I like that structure as well, because I know those big family reunions, they happen, sometimes they they jump them between different cities. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that idea, and I hope we can keep working on it and make it happen, right? <laughs> yeah, no, because it's, um, you know, I'm sh- it's going to be, it'll be fun to, if we, not just fun, it'll be great if we can make it happen and have this big Tahitian, you know, community with their families, because aside from, for example, what I, you know, what we did with Friends of Tahiti, there's a taste of Tahiti, uh, and there's there's um, San Deheva in San Diego, which actually I never attended that one. Um, 
so we do have a few things, but you know, it's always uh, the same people. It would be great to meet the others. Yeah, that's why I was really thankful when you and Farida um, organized the one in in LA because mm-hmm. then we were able to call other people that we knew were also in 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 SoCal, but they weren't necessarily um, part of you guys' friend circle or part of Friends of Tahiti. And I was really grateful that they they actually came. So we bridged a lot of families together starting there. Correct. You know, actually, um, from that day, I actually got to know more Tahitians who live in in Los Angeles that I was not aware of. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful as well. I live in Orange County. And uh, just, they're all great people. I mean, I mean, look at you guys uh, coming down from San Francisco. And I'm sorry to, um, I'm sorry that you guys are alone out there. <laughs> yeah, we are too. <laughs> we, we, we often say that. We often say, you know, if we moved around out of SF, it'd be only to LA because she always has that fear that she'd need to get on a flight to Tahiti quick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'd have to be from SF or LA to go quick. Correct. There's no connecting flight or anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we always talk about that and talk about if we should end up there, or raise the boys there around more of their people and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, but you guys are doing a great job with your boys. I mean, I love your you. videos and, uh, you know, so I... I may not, you know, do a like or love uh, emoji, but I watch almost everything that you guys post. Oh, I appreciate it. No, you you give a lot of likes, but you know, I don't post for that. I just I just you know share some moments, especially for my in laws to see it because mm-hmm. it's kind of sad to see my kids um, are are because of COVID they are growing up without their Tahitian side, right? So right. I know I know that's why when we saw you guys, um, for me, I was really happy to see not just Vedea, but also my boys to even meet, you know, all of you aunties, because it was like, it's like family for them, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's people from home. So exactly, you know, it's, it's comfortable. And it, it felt, even though when we first met you strangers, but it didn't feel like that initially. (laughs) Good, good. We we don't want to feel like, you know, we strangers just because we live here. Well, the food was definitely made me feel like I was in Tahiti that that's oh, good sure. yeah so that, yeah. that part we will definitely replicate for uh you know whatever meetup we're gonna do we have to mm-hmm. find a way to have the food aspect there too definitely that is correct yes i mean it, it's good that a lot of us actually know how to prepare you know food from home and uh so it's um it's always a welcome thing absolutely is there anybody you'd like to shout out or say hi to what, you know, it's not every, it's not everybody who's on a podcast episode, but would you like to give a message to anyone listening? Oh, no, just, I'm um, happy that uh, you approached me to get my story out there. Uh, of course, it's just a fraction that you're hearing. Um, but no, I'm just uh, happy to have met everyone that I know here and or those who are just passing through and just know that you know having a Tahitian community here is very important to us to me and i'm i'm really blessed to be surrounded by by wonderful wonderful Tahitian people who live here i mean 
even my my uh, Matahiapo, I love hearing their stories from when they grew up in Tahiti and how they got here. And uh, I hope that one day we will, you will have the opportunity to meet them in person and see how full of life they are and, you know, how they still love uh, talking about how they grew up and how they came here. And uh, no, so just, a, you know, shout out to everyone. Um, that's it. And that's a big reason why I, I was really excited to host this episode and have you tell your story, you know, as we are going through all these different members in the group. And sometimes folks say like, my story, really? And I say, yeah, because, you know, it, it's not every time we're going to get to document all these um, personal stories as oral history, but mm-hmm. it is a, it is a collective history, right? That amount of Tahitians that moved to the U S are, are is such a small number. So every story we can collect and learn from and, and be connected to is, is really important. So I just want to take the time again to thank you not only for your time today, but also for your friendship. And I really appreciate you, Tati. Thank you. Maruru. Oh, sure. No, we appreciate you guys. We miss you and hope to see you soon. Hopefully after your Tahiti vacation. Thank you, Auntie. <laughs> Oh,